Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Suns podcast presented by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX when signing up to receive $150 in free bets after placing a $1 bet on any football game this week. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay Smith and I'm joined by Gerald Bourget and Saul Bookman. Espo is on vacation this week, but he'll be back in no time. Guys, how are you feeling after media day yesterday, start of training camp today? How are you? I'm, I'm worn out, but I'm very excited. We're starting <laughs> things up again, and it's always fun. So I'm, I'm amped. Yeah, he was so amped that he just wanted to go home yesterday. <laughs> and now today, tired. here we are. You were so whiny about it. Oh, my God. I was I mean, tired. Gerald had a shortened off season, too. He's not used to this either. I know. He's got training camp legs for sure. Yeah, I don't blame you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in mid-season form yet. Give me some time. I'll I get know, there. I know. Yeah. The jumper the jumper hasn't quite reached its destination, so we'll give you some flack. <laughs> We'll give you to November. November? Okay. Yeah. I can work with that. Okay. So you got like one whole month to get in a midseason form. That's generous. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's that's more than Trevor Ariza got. So I think I, I think I'll come into form a lot quicker. <laughs> Shots fired off the top. All right. Well, um, like I mentioned, yesterday was media day. It was the first time we got to hear from the players in a few months, and we went into all of that in yesterday's episode. So if you want more, go listen to that. But today, we're going to dive into one campaign. And uh, first up, we are talking about the Valley. So yesterday, he equated the Valley to the quote-unquote grind. And I really liked how he kind of joined those two things together and and he just said, you know, that fits his personality really well. Gerald, what did you think about that statement? Yeah, I mean, it was it was very um, he, he just gets the fan base here. He gets the team, this city. And that was one of the things that he was talking about was how this city has embraced him and how it's enabled him to just go out there and play his game. Like, obviously, you know, Monty and the coding coaching staff put these guys in positions to succeed. But campaign is one of those guys that just feeds off the crowd um, he feeds off that whole Valley Boys vibe and just the Valley in general. So um, if anyone was going to start talking about the Valley and how much it's meant to him and, and his career path to this point, uh, it was campaign. So it was kind of cool to hear him say, you know, 
everybody that's out here in the Valley is, is trying to grind and they're on their toes and trying to be the best that they can. So it was, uh, it was spot on from campaign. And it's kind of cool to hear that, that union coming together. You know, I, we talked about it a couple shows ago about how, um, this, the Valley has kind of changed over the last decade or two and the demographics have changed. Um, you know, even if you just wanted to even get into politics, we won't get into politics, but you know, Arizona was a largely red state for a long, long time. And then this year it changed to a, a blue state. Um, and I think that, that, that kind of shift is also represented to a degree, um, in the sun's fan base. And when you're talking about a, a younger, um, you know, more diverse, um, fan base, um, that's the demographic that understands a little bit more and can identify a little bit more with the grind. You know, if you look back at the history of Phoenix for the longest time, a lot of Phoenix people did not want their athletes to be like loud and obnoxious. They just wanted just, just be like Fitz, just be like, you know, you know, all these other like Randy Johnson or, you know, Kershaw, like very just kind of mundane superstars that are superstars. Don't get me wrong, but they just, they they didn't they weren't outlandish they didn't speak out the only one that really got away with it was Barkley, and and even him there was people there was like half the city was like well I don't like how much he speaks his mind like it's different now it's absolutely different now I think the valley has been waiting for a set of superstars to be able to come onto the scene and really speak their mind and and show us who they really are and people people fuck with that they love it. Mm-hmm. And I know Suns fans love it. And so, and campaign is not short on showing his emotion. And I appreciate that very much. Yeah. I think just the NBA in general has embraced that more so than any other sport as well. Just empowering their athletes to talk about things that are important to them. Even if it's just like a hobby of something that they're doing, it doesn't have to be something important, just allowing them to kind of be a whole person and embracing them as their whole person. Um, but I, I, again, I really like that he, um, said that it's just, he basically said something along the lines of, you know, the, the Valley is trying to get better every day in some kind of way. Um, they're always about bringing the energy and he feels like he does the same thing. And you love to hear that from campaign for sure. Especially here in year two. Yeah. I mean, he's had a pretty great summer too like he was he was telling us like obviously the pain of losing in the finals is very real but he was excited this summer because it was kind of his first like real free agency and like he was enjoying that process um i think he just threw out the first pitch with javel mcgee at a diamondbacks game like that whole coming together of the city embracing him and, and becoming more of a a prominent kind of figurehead in this fan base is, is really cool for him. And and you can tell he's just really enjoying that uh, kind of come up for him. So we love that for him, especially for a guy that's bounced around the league. And was you know, we were thinking he was going to be a draft bus. He was out of the league before the Suns reclaimed him for the bubble. And now, you know, we're looking at a three year, $19 million deal for him. Like it's a, a steal. <laughs> so that's a, that's a pretty cool story for him. And, and we love to see that because he's such a good guy too. He is such a good guy. He's so dynamic. You know, he can shoot from the outside. He can drive. Um, I'm really, I'm really anxious to see what he learned from the NBA finals because he wasn't as effective in the NBA finals as he was in the rest of the playoffs. Um, And really ever since game two against 
against uh, the Clippers, I believe. He had, a, yeah. he had a really, really good game. And then after that, he he, he wouldn't – I don't think he had more than maybe 14 points the, the rest of the, uh, the playoffs. I want to know what his big takeaways were, what he learned mm-hmm. from that experience and, and what he tried to put into his game over the next couple months before coming back. And that's that's the thing that we all got to remember is like, as much as people want to, you know, see growth from these individuals, they only had two months. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a lot of time to to really build a lot in your game. Um, you just got to fine tune certain things and then move on. And so campaign, I'm really interested to see what he does this season because I think it's going to be pretty electric. Yeah, and I think another year playing alongside Chris Paul is going to help him. I mean, today at training camp, he pointed out on day one, Chris Paul already took him aside and said, here's what you need to work on. You need to work on the chemistry between you and JaVale McGee. You need to work on these passes with him, and that'll help take you guys to the next level within that unit. And so another year with CP3 at the helm and just like leading him and teaching him all of his wisdom and knowledge that he has learned over the course of his career, I think is going to be huge for campaign. And um, I'm really excited to see that because he also mentioned today Uh, training camp campaign did that he's trying to become a better leader this year now that he understands what's expected he understands you know the plays the system he wants to work on being more vocal and being more of a floor general if you will for this team and that's one step one area where I'm really curious to see how he grows because the likelihood of him seeing more playing time this year it's probably going to happen more than not or more than it did last year at least. Um, So I think that's where you'll see the biggest difference is like, can he contribute the way that he did last year with more minutes? I a thousand percent agree. Uh, Sorry, uh, Gerald. I I just, you know, I think that's kind of what I alluded to a minute ago is I think I, in this, maybe I'm just, I got rose colored glasses on, but I think the next step for Cam Payne is, borderline NBA starter um, and uh, somebody who could take over a game. Like I, I see that in his game. Like he took over a couple games last year. He could do it again. And if Chris Paul should ever go down, I, the feeling I think that the Suns have is not going to miss a beat. We put campaign in. He proved he could do it before did it in the playoffs a couple times. We're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, and he did it on such a huge stage. Like that game two was slipping away, and we all remember it for the value for obvious reasons, but his 28, 29 points, whatever it was that he had, the Suns aren't even in that game without him. So that was a huge stage in the conference finals that he did that. I I think he does obviously have a few things to work on. Like the biggest thing for him, he's a really great three-point shooter. I think he was 10th in the NBA in three-point percentage last year. So he's a great shooter, or at least he was last season. He's just got to learn how to finish around the rim a little bit. Um, of course, I'm the nerd, so I looked up the numbers. Like He only shot 51% from around the basket, and the league average is 58%. Hmm. So that's one thing that like he's very quick, and we know that he can get downhill and get to the rim. It's just a matter of finishing when he gets there. And, and to your point, Lindsay, I think that relationship with Chris Paul as far as um, you know, kind of upticking his minutes a little bit to give Chris Paul more of a, a break on a night in night out basis. That trust there's going to be huge. Cause he, he was talking about how Monty had designed all these new plays over these, these two months that they had been off. 
Um, and he called Monty a wizard as far as the plays he was drawing up. So he was kind of saying it's like back to square one a little bit in terms of learning the offense. So that kind of continuity and that chemistry and that trust in the backcourt with guys like book and, and CP three, that's going to be huge for them to get off to a good start with all these new offensive sets that they're learning. There's something to be said about LA and game twos for whatever reason, because against the Lakers in game two campaign went off on in that game too. And <laughs> basically single-handedly brought the Suns back in that game. Uh, I was fortunate to sit courtside and see that. And I remember him, hitting a three to tie the game up and turn around. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just because my mask was orange, but he was like, and he was like looking right at me. He was like, fuck yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's go. You know, I don't know what it is, man, but love campaign, man. I love me some campaign. Absolutely. I mean, uh, even Derek uh, from the D-backs beat on PHNX was rocking a campaign t-shirt today. Yeah, so he's, he's got a lot of love around the Valley and, and Gerald, you mentioned that first page out at D-backs. Cam said yesterday that D-Book called him right after that and was like, okay, I see you getting love from the Valley. <laughs> exactly, he did. It was it was great because he was kind of like saying, just as long as you threw it down the middle, you're good. And then he was making his joke about how JaVale McGee almost took somebody's head off with his pitch. But it's uh, it's really cool to see that for campaign because he's just he is such a likable guy and the fan base relates to him, which is not – always an easy thing you know sometimes guys come in and they, they try too hard or they're just not that great or whatever it might be that those bench role guys but he's come in with that energy and that likability and the, the fan base just connects with him so it's, it's kind of nice that we get to do like a campaign appreciation pod today there you go well the next thing that uh stood out to me from campaign yesterday was how he spoke about monty williams and the impact that monty has had what are you laughing at? <laughs> I put campaign appreciation pod together and I was like, oh, it's a CPAP. Oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why I popped in my head. That's all I thought about. I tried to keep it. This is an audio only pod. So I was like, well, if I laugh, nobody really cares. Nobody can see me. But then Lindsay had to break it. She just had to. Well, I thought you were laughing at me. I was uh, like, no, what? No, what if I have something no, on my face? No. I am laughing at the odd-shaped boobs behind you on your wall, by the way. If you guys <laughs> the don't boob know, wall. the boob wall is behind Lindsay. And I think we're going to have to display that at some point. Listen, if you so are a longtime follower of me on Instagram, I've posted about it before. It was on story, so it's not there anymore. But maybe I'll post it one more time. But yes, in my closet, I do have a wall with that's covered in different types of boobs that I painted on. Um, with some of my friends, and it's amazing. It's the best wall in my house. Anyway, <laughs> back to campaign and the impact that Monty Williams has had on him and his career. I think this was the the longest soundbite that Cam had yesterday at Media Day, for good reason. Um, he owes a lot to Monty Williams. He said um, he probably had the biggest role on his career. And this one little nugget stood out to me. He said he's like a father that you just never want to mess up around, you know, like you just don't want to disappoint him because he might not say too much to you, but he's going to give you that look. And that look is going to hit your soul. And you're just going to be like, I'm so sorry I disappointed you. Please don't be mad at me. Um, I thought that was a really, really cute little uh, nugget from that one. Yeah, it was. And it, it was great because he like pantomimed he like acted out the whole like monty staring at you so he looks the other way and then monty's still staring at him so he looks the other way like he was enacting the whole thing it was it was cool and it was um 
I mean, obviously, we all know that Monty has played a huge role in campaign. He was the one that gave Payne the shot in the first place and gave him a call based on their time together in OKC. Um, but it but it is cool to hear guys talk about that and campaign, you know, trying to give Monty all the credit. I think he was, you know, downplaying his own progression and his own growth and his own hard work a little bit there. But like Monty obviously gave him this shot and empowered him and believed him in. And that's something we heard from multiple players on media day was just how much that power of belief and trust that Monty has in them has enabled them to reach these heights in their careers. You know, I, I, I mentioned it yesterday on the pod when we were, when we were sitting here live about how much I appreciate Monty Williams and I can't help but think, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but every time I hear Monty Williams speak, and mainly when I see when I see him in person, I look at him and I say, "Man, you know that's the type of dude that makes you want to be a better man. Mm-hmm. Like that, may, he makes you want to be a better person because of the way he conducts himself. There's there's sort of like a, you know, I, I'm above the BS kind of mantra that he has, and I think when you're if you were a player of his you feel like you are absolutely letting him down if you take a shortcut somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, this is not what we practice. This is not what we preach. This is not what he expects from me. But here I am acting like an asshole, and uh, <laughs> I feel really, really bad for for letting not only him down, but the team down at that, at that point. So, I mean, Monty Williams has just got that effect on some dudes, and I feel like because of that, he knows how to get the best out of everybody. And and I would I would also venture to say that he wasn't like this when he was in New Orleans um, with the Pelicans. I feel like he really learned quite a bit over the next several years. And he had to face some personal tragedy as well. Um, because that as as awful as it is, it 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 really reveals your character and it builds you as a human being. Um, if you've ever faced tragedy in any way, shape, or form in your life, you understand that while not not ideal, um, it made you who you are and it makes you appreciate other people for what they bring to the table. And I think that's what Monty sees in his, in his players and, and in the organization. And I think that's why, you know, you know, everybody talks about Robert Sarver and about how, oh, he's really backed off. When you have somebody that doesn't, that's kind of above all the BS like Monty, Hey, you can't tell me that it doesn't affect Sarver either. You know what I mean? Like Sarver's probably like, I really don't want to let this dude down either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, let me let me just let him run the the ship, and 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 if I have an issue, I'll talk to him on the side. But I don't think those locker room bursts are happening in, anytime soon either. No, and and that's I mean he's like to your point about how he was in New Orleans. He's brought this up a couple times as far as like the one thing that he's learned throughout his career is to kind of step back a little bit and let the players be themselves and trust in them and give them a little bit more freedom, especially, you know, compared to how he was with Chris Paul. He said he used to be very controlling of the offense. And now he just has that trust in Chris Paul, who's a pretty good guy to trust to run the ship out there. Um, And that's just another example of that kind of empowerment that he gives his players and um, how much he's learned on and off the court throughout his time since he was last a head coach. Um, That kind of tragedy can definitely shape you and, he was talking about his faith at, at media day as well and how it kind of helped him through this summer, the pain of losing the finals and realizing, you know, what he's told his players all along. It's a get to, not a got to. So we got to be in the NBA finals. Um, we didn't win, but that was still a blessing and it's a blessing to be in the NBA. And that's the type of thing that you can see exemplified in a guy like campaign who 
basically turned his entire career around under a guy like Monty. So again, it's, it's just really cool to hear that bond that just kind of seems to extend beyond the typical player coach relationship with a lot of these guys. We should definitely do a Monty Williams only pod. Just saying. Yeah, I feel like we need, because I feel like, I feel like people, while they know the story, they don't know the story and Mm -hmm. it would be great to, to do a Monty only pod. So maybe that's something we'll work on for the future for sure. There we go. There's the teaser. teaser. All right. Keep an go. eye out for that. Um, do you guys want to guess what the odds are for campaign to win six man of the year? Uh, I think they were plus six, 6,000 6, plus 6,000. I think it was, it was either 2,500 or 3,500. 2,500. Okay. I, I feel like those are good odds. Is that a good, good thing? Are you looking for, to bet some more money? Is that what you're I mean? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Gambling is, problem? Call. <laughs> is that a good bet to make for Cameron Payne? What do you guys think? I think that's solid. Twenty five hundred. Yeah, I think I think plus twenty five hundred solid for sure. Yeah, it's it's a decent chunk of money if he wins, and I think it's it'd either be him or Cam Johnson on this team, and I think both of them have a a decent like kind of outside shot at winning it. So, I think Cam of- Johnson is at plus thirty five hundred. Yeah. So you might win a little bit more money, but he's not ranked as high. Is that kind of how that works? I like campaign because he's going to touch the ball every single time down the court, no matter what, because he's the point guard. Right. And he's a scoring guard and and six man of the year voting. It's all about the scoring. So, yeah. Well, if you are listening and you want to make that bet using some free money, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX when you sign up. And after placing just a $1 bet on any football game this week, you are going to receive $150 in free bets instantly. So you can make this bet on Cameron Payne. You can also make it on Cameron Johnson and a whole bunch of other really fun bets around the Suns. Um, And if you need help with that, Gerald's got it on PHNX, uh, gophnx.com. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code PHNX. To receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game this week. 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. So, guys, we have a lot of really cool stuff on gophnx.com right now. Um, We've Mm -hmm. got an exclusive Alfred Payton interview. We've got a lot of um, really good bets that you can place on the Suns this year. Gerald, what else do we have on gophnx.com? Yeah, we've got uh, media day takeaways. A lot of good stuff because, man, they let us have each player for like 10 to 15 minutes. So it was like a four-hour <laughs> event. So there was a lot of audio, a lot of good uh, tidbits there. Um, so I went through all of them and and picked out my favorite ones. And then tomorrow we've got a new Suns What If that'll be dropping. So I know Lindsay is not excited about the What If, but all of you should be, <laughs> if you're, especially if you're a Marvel fan. I'm excited to read it. I just... <laughs> I just don't want to relive it, I guess, maybe. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. I'm going to be confronting some demons later tonight when I'm writing this piece. <laughs> well, if you would like to check out all of that sweet, sweet content, 
you can become a member today by heading over oh to my god. I had to, oh I mean, my god Gerald did it on Monday I gotta do it today so you can take tomorrow oh okay I don't know if I like it when you say it Lindsay because it's just it's not the same creepy vibe and you definitely gotta live up to that creepy vibe I think if anything I'm trying to avoid the creepy vibe like that that's so like, like I'm not trying to go the creepy route it's like that sweet sweet content and you're just like Ugh. you know what I mean like oh. well anyway if you want to read all of that content and um, <laughs> all that fun stuff, head on over to gophnx.com and become a member today. And also just a reminder for all of our current members, the deal of the week is 20% off all Cardinals merchandise. So if you haven't right. taken advantage of that, head Until on over Wednesday. to our locker room. Until yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday, that deal will change. So uh, get your cards while you can. Yes, yeah. tonight. Also, also... We have something coming up one week from today. We have the Sunnies. If you don't know what it is, you better ask somebody because it's uh, basically the best award show for Suns, for the Suns universe ever. Um, we will recognize, uh, you know, in conjunction with our with our guy Zona Hoops, who is uh, Brandon at Zona Hoops. He's uh, he's the one that kind of helps put all this together. We're gonna help him on the back end with some production value and uh, spice this thing up a little bit. And so it's going to be live on a set. I have heard that um, Gerald is going to wear his birthday suit. So that'll be fun. And um, <laughs> birthday yeah, suit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His pajamas. Because he thought evening wear was just pajamas. So I said um, evening gown. I heard evening, evening gown. gown. Yes. And I thought of little Peter Pan, Charlie, I, the chocolate factory's grandparents wearing I, evening I, gowns. I, I thought you were going to wear an adult onesie. My fault. <laughs> But it is Gerald, next you week. You can borrow my moo Yes. Uh, the moo <laughs> Yes, there it is. The moo uh, So anyway, so next week, one week from today, 7 p.m. next Tuesday, live uh, from from our beautiful studios here in, in uh, Central Phoenix. So uh, please join us. Yeah, that'll be streamed on our YouTube channel at PHNX Sports. So go follow it, turn on notifications so that you can come hang out with us for the Sunnies Awards. And of course, all of our amazing live podcast shows. Um, all right. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about with campaign was just his thoughts on expectations for the Suns this season. So We've kind of already talked about our expectations for the Suns, but let's get into it a little bit more. Um, I think campaign and all of the players on the Suns know they're going to have a little bit more of a target on their back this upcoming season because of what they were able to accomplish last season. And Cam said, you know, we're just going to have to come in with a really good mindset, ready to lock in and be ready for anything. But again, he is not too worried because coach Monty Williams of course is leading that charge and he's going to make sure that they're all ready Gerald just what are you expecting um maybe not for this entire season but just like October even yeah I I mean I think the buzzword that keeps coming up is continuity with this team um obviously they have a couple of new faces but most of the core guys are still here and that's going to be huge, especially with an actual training camp this year. You know, you think back to last year and they got off to that that rough eight and eight start and the starting lineup wasn't gelling. They don't have to worry about that this year. Like they have their starting lineup intact from last year, um, assuming that Booker is back here imminently. And like they've got even a good chunk of their bench is still the same. So I, I think that's huge, especially for a guy like campaign that. Um, you know, you don't think of him as like a floor general when he comes in, you don't ask him to kind of run 
an elaborate offense, but he's a scoring guard. He's a, he's a guard that's going to put pressure on the basket, put pressure on the defense and definitely put pressure from the three point line. So his job is kind of easy. Like he's, he's got an alley-oop threat on his side now with JaVale McGee coming off that bench. Like this is shaping up to be a good year for him. And I think all of that familiarity for the first time, not having to fight to prove that he belongs on an NBA team and being able to just focus on his game and the offense itself. I think that'll show and that'll be huge for him. For sure. For sure. I mean, I wouldn't say easy, but yeah, I, I agree <laughs> that it is easier with, yeah. with, uh, with, uh, you know, a Javel in the fold. And I, again, I just love the, the enthusiasm and the joy that he brings to the game. It looks like he genuinely loves to be out there. He definitely loves to be out there when he's, his shots are dropping, loves to pop, you know, pump up his team. Uh, who doesn't, but you know, again, you know, when, when he had mentioned, uh, you know, somebody asked him about, you know, the, the easy route to the finals last year, quote unquote. Um, and he was like, man, F that, you know, we're, we were the number one team in the NBA last year as far as he was concerned. And um, I appreciate that because I, I felt like that all season long for the most part outside of maybe Brooklyn that the Suns were sleeping, were being slept on and were definitely the number one team in the NBA. Um, and they proved it until the finals. So um, I love the confidence from him, and that's what you expect from 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 campaign. I just really hope that the energy and enthusiasm that we saw from him last year is sustainable um, with potentially more minutes added on to his load. Because, I mean, it is easy to come in and be that spark and have that energy defensively when you're playing a limited amount of minutes. I really hope that if we see him play more minutes, that he's able to sustain that energy because that's so big for us. And I think that's one of the reasons why everyone falls in love with him, right? Because he comes in and he gives it his all. Yeah, he'll definitely be called on to have a more substantial role than just kind of that spark plug guy, um, that energy guy, that that microwave kind of scorer that we saw last year, especially if the Suns are going to try and dial back Chris Paul's minutes. I don't know if Chris Paul's going to stand for that, but... <laughs> If they're going to try, campaign is going to be the key to that because right now heading into the season, you know, opinions are kind of mixed as far as whether he is a potential long-term successor to Chris Paul or whether he's kind of that sixth man who's going to be on this team in that role for a while. Like it could go either way, honestly. I, I couldn't tell you which one it's going to be. He's going to have to learn how to run an offense a little bit more. But I, I think he's right about the expectations for this team about being prepared to have that target on their backs this year and about the fact that like, you know what, if people want to call our, our run last year, a fluke, like got news for you. We've been kind of the number one team in the NBA since the bubble started and the stats don't lie. That was, <laughs> that was his thing that he said at the very end. Like if anyone has a problem with it, check the numbers, the stats don't lie. So he's right on the money as far as I'm concerned. Bernie Mac once said, and man, you guys are going to love this. Bernie Mac once <laughs> said in house party three, Kid, if people don't like you for who you are, fuck them. <laughs> who gives a shit? Like, and so that's that's what I feel like about camp. I feel like that's what campaign really wanted to say. <laughs> he just doesn't care. Go out there and ball cam. I love you. And with that, because we can't top it. We can't top it. <laughs> we are gonna say goodbye. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Lindsay Smith at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay and Saul at Saul underscore Bookman, and the uh, underscore is for... 
the boobs on the wall. Oh man! <laughs> Dang it! I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't I was, like this game I, anymore. I, I, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> I was hoping one of you would put something else, like a, a dig at Espo for being on vacation or something. But no, we had to bring it back to me. <laughs> uh, the space is there because that's the space that Espo has left in our hearts. Oh, that was nice. There you go. He's gonna be so happy when he hears that. Yeah, he's never gonna hear this because I'm gonna delete this from the record. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all for tuning in. And just a one last quick reminder: don't forget if you download download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code PHNX when you sign up because if you place just a one dollar bet on any football game, you will receive one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets. We'll see you guys next time.